Hi, everyone, and welcome to Spill It, the Gwinnett County Public Library's podcast all about YA literature, where two of us love YA, and one who we all know by now does not. I'm Catherine, Teen Services Librarian, and I love YA. I'm Patty, Youth Services Manager, and I also love YA. And I'm Sarah, Youth Services Specialist. I do not love YA. But I read a lot of it for you guys. <laughs> I guess that counts for something. I mean, <laughs> it does. She's just thinking of ways she's going to eventually get back at us. Yeah. Hasn't she already gotten back at you a little, Patty? With I mean, with book every choices? book she chooses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to prove to you why you shouldn't like it. <laughs> She's working hard at that. <laughs> so I'm not actually reading anything I can talk about right now. Does anybody else have a book they're currently reading that they want to talk about? I have one that I just started, and it is a YA book, but it's not one we have in our collection. It's a little bit older. It was published in 2009, so we used to have it, but we no longer do. It's called The Dust of 100 Dogs, and it's by A.S. King, and it is another book with a strange premise, because you know me. I love, like, the weirder the premise, the more I'm interested, but this is about a girl that was a pirate, and she ends up killing her lover, and as a punishment for that, she has to be live the life of a hundred dogs, and then and she keeps re, being reincarnated, and then eventually now she's in human form again. And her family, who in her current life, which is set in the she's born in the seventies, so like in the eighties is where she is now. Um, they really want her to go to college. She's the smartest person in the family, pro- uh, probably because she remembers all her history and things from when she was reincarnated all those times but they're counting on her to kind of save the family she has no interest in going to college or any of that because she remembers where she buried her pirate treasure and her goal is to get back to where that is dig it up and just relax for the rest of her life sounds good i guess (laughs) you had me worried with the dust of a hundred dogs are these dead dogs well they are i mean i guess technically they are now but (laughs) But not in the way but not you, dog murder. you were thinking. Okay. Yeah, um, I haven't gotten too far into it, but so far I'm I'm enjoying it. Patty? I mean, quite frankly, if I remembered where I buried treasure, I would also want to go dig up my treasure and not do yeah. anything for the rest of my life. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. What did she learn? Did she learn anything? That's the point. You're supposed to learn something. I think she was supposed to learn something. So far, she's she doesn't seem to have learned much at all. She's very uh, self-centered, shall we say? Okay. I mean, singularly motivated to get this treasure. Like, baby, don't kill people. Should she have learned that? Can you learn that as a dog? I don't know. I like I like how this book starts out. Okay, let me see. The prologue says. With one last almighty roar, the Frenchman fell to his knees and died. When the smoke cleared, Emer kicked him to make sure he was dead. Bent on one knee in the moonlight, holding his head with her left hand, she took a marlin spike and removed his right eyeball with relative ease. So, Patty, probably not the book for you. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Don't really know why you felt the need to share that, but <laughs> you can cut that if you. Want. <laughs> oh no, we're keeping that in to horrify everyone. <laughs> the face Catherine made. <laughs> um, I am also I am reading things. 
but they are things we are going to be talking about uh, on later episodes, so I don't want to talk about them right now. That would ruin the surprise. Indeed. So we'll just have to stick with that book. Cool. <laughs> well, so in the last episode, instead of assigning one book to read, we've all read books from the Yalsa's Teen Top 10 list. And if you don't know what Yalsa is, it is the Young Adult Library Services Association. And the Teen's Top 10 list is a teen choice list where teens nominate and choose their favorite books of the previous year. Nominators are members of teen book groups in 15 school and public libraries around the country. The nominations are posted on the Thursday of National Library Week. And National Library Week will be happening the end of April this year. And then teens across the country vote on their favorite titles each year. Readers ages 12 to 18 will vote online between August 15th and October 15th. You can Google the Teens Top 10 site and vote there. So this is a really good way to get a an idea on on what teens actually are reading and what they actually like. That's cool. And the ones that made it on the 2022 list are 10 Truths and a Dare by Ashley Elston, Ace of Spades by Farida Abike Yamide, All of Us Villains by Amanda Foodie and Christine Herman, All These Bodies by Kendara Blake, Concrete Rose by Angie Thomas, The Hawthorne Legacy by Jennifer Lynn Barnes, Here's to Us by Becky Albertalli and Adam Silvera. The Ivies by Alexa Dunn. Rule of Wolves by Lee Bardugo. And We Can't Keep Meeting Like This by Rachel Lynn Solomon. So we've read some of these. I guess yep. we'll find out if we agree with the teens of the nation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we've read four or five of these to talk about today. But let's start with Ten Truths and a Dare by Ashley Elston, which is sort of a sequel to Ten Blind Dates. In that it takes place in the same world and follows the same family, just with a different cousin being the lead character here. But if you have not read 10 Blind Dates and you do think you want to read this one, you might want to check out 10 Blind Dates first because otherwise you will know what the outcome of all those blind dates is. <laughs> <laughs> I love 10 Blind Dates, so I, of course, love this one too. I listened to both of them and they I thought they really made for a good listen. They're very entertaining. This one follows Olivia and her classes are all done and it's senior party week. She's all set to make it to as many parties as possible, to graduate as salutatorian, and attend LSU in the fall. And then she finds out she may not graduate at all. (laughs) Mm. Her school never received her signed off-campus PE form for a golf class she took, and that's maybe because she didn't go to all the classes, didn't really put any effort, or actually earn those credits. Oh, no. So now hilarity ensues as Olivia tries to solve this problem on her own before her parents get back from out uh, from an out-of-town work trip. Problem is, her mom is tracking her every movement through her phone app. So, <laughs> with the help of her cousins, she switches phones with some of them. They attend the parties in her stead, sometimes just parked outside because some of her cousins are boys, and these are all girl parties. It's kind of entertaining. Um, while she is working a golf tournament with the coach, to earn her credits? Yes. Got it. But does she do it? And does she fall for the hot boy frenemy while doing so? You'll have to read to find I'm out. I'm going to guess yes. I'm going to guess yes, too. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the next one on the list was Ace of Spades by Ferda Abike Yamide. And I did read that one, but so did Patty. So I'm going to let Patty talk about this one. 
because she read it way more recently. <laughs> yeah, I I read Ace of Spades, and um, this is a book that was. It's an. I have odd feelings about it. <laughs> mm. I clearly enjoyed the writing because I read it in like a day and a half. Um, so I was I was hooked, and I enjoyed the two main characters. Um, let me give me an idea of what the book is about. So um, the publisher really pushed this out as um, Gossip Girl meets Get Out, which uh, is an interesting uh, premise. I was like, okay, that's a cool idea. And it's about this. When two Nivius Private Academy students, Devin Richards and Chamaka Adebayo, are selected to be part of the elite school's senior class prefix, it looks like their year is off to an amazing start. After all, not only does it look great on college applications, but it officially puts each of them in the running for Val Victorian, too. Shortly after the announcement is made, though, someone who goes by aces begins using anonymous text messages to reveal secrets about the two of them that turn their lives upside down and threaten every aspect of their carefully planned futures. As aces shows no sign of stopping, what seemed like a sick prank quickly turns into a dangerous game, with all the cards stacked against them. Can Devin and Chamaka stop aces before things become incredibly deadly? I want to like this book more than I did. <laughs> um, it's, like I said, it's a, a quick read. It's fun. Um, my problem with it is it felt like the idea was is supposed to be, as you can probably guess from um, it being a mashup of Gossip Girl and Get Out, the problem is um, supposed to be about sort of systemic racism and white supremacy and I think my biggest takeaway from this book is that the racism in this book is so cartoonishly evil that it almost feels I wonder if a teen reading this book is going to be like well I'm not like those kids so clearly I am I don't have any problems and I'm not a racist because I'm not cartoonishly evil with an evil plot to twirling your mustache it, it, it was almost twirling my yeah and it just felt um a little a little over the top <laughs> I, I don't want to give too much away because it is like I said it's it's a, it was an interesting read I kept reading right <laughs> it sucked me in but I do wonder when I take off my I enjoy reading why I hat and put on my I am a teen librarian hat who I would recommend this book to and I think it's interesting because I'd forgotten really that this was a book picked by teens and voted on by teens so teens voted for this book so I can totally see why it's it's a fast read. It's exciting. It's got twists. It's got turns. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's got a lot of great representation. I love the, the two main characters are fantastic. I love everything about them. I just felt a little like the big reveal and the the ending was a little, like I said, cartoonishly evil as opposed to actual evil. Yeah. Interesting. How about you, Sarah? What what book did you read? I read All These Bodies by Kandara Blake. And she is the author of a couple series, the Anna series, the Goddess of War series, and uh, Three Dark Crowns, which is a New York Times bestseller. But I haven't read any of those, but they sound more fantasy-like. This one is not a fantasy exactly. It is set in uh, the 1950s. 
in the Midwest. And the people there have been following all around the states in the area, have been having these murders where the bodies turn up bloodless. And now there are, um, I forget how many, but it's like several dozen, I think, or maybe at least a dozen people have died. And in this one little town, a teenager, a teenage girl is found at the, one of these crime scenes drenched in blood and no explanation. Um, she is 15-year-old Marie Hale, and she will tell her story, but she will only tell it to another teen in the town, Michael Jensen, who is a journalism, aspiring journalist, wants to, he writes for his school paper and He's also um, the son of the sheriff in the town. And she says she will explain what happened, but only to Michael. So I was hooked by this book because I love true crime, and it sort of has that true crime feel to it. If you've ever read In Cold Blood, it kind of has that vibe going on to it. I thought it sounded a little... It, it definitely... A little like that. Yeah, is reminiscent of that, but with that kind of element of like all these bodies missing their blood, what is going on? And there's like a little bit of potentially supernatural things happening. So a really quick read for me and um, I really enjoyed it, but I will say if you read this book expecting like all of your questions to be answered, (laughs) you will be disappointed. (laughs) So I still, and I'm somebody that usually hates that. I would still say you should read this book because I really did enjoy it, but it it does leave questions. Okay. I also think maybe the author is obsessed with blood because the Anna series starts with the book Anna Dressed in Blood. Well, it could be. And I you mean, mentioned another character covered in blood. Yes. Blood is, like, is hmm. provocative as an image. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say I looked this book up because I was looking at the list and it was saying that it. It, it's not a true story, no. but it took a lot of elements from both In Cold Blood and there was another true crime that had happened that had like teenage killers that it also took a bunch of... Um, oh, yeah. I think I read that too. The one, the crime that um, Natural Born Killers was based on, Yeah, maybe? I think so. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, interesting. But then I chickened out because I'm like, I don't wonder if I want to read that. <laughs> Aside from like, it. aside from the blood, I'm trying to think if there was anything <laughs> like. I mean, she shows up covered in blood. Right. I can't yeah, I mean, say yeah, like no. that's not gross. That's gross. But aside from that, I don't think there's a lot of like scary some things okay. going on. And in some ways, she it, she would appear to be the villain from that scene. But in in some ways, she's really not a villain. Okay. So interesting. What about you, Catherine? What else have you read from this list? Okay, so my next one is Concrete Rose by Angie Thomas, which is also a Prince honor book. This is a great book, and if you haven't read it and are a fan of The Hate You Give, you should definitely check it out because it is a prequel to the series, and the main character is Maverick Carter, who you will recognize as Star's father from The Hate You Give. The story takes place in the 90s, which was cool to read since I grew up in the 90s. <laughs> this is historical fiction now, it and is. it makes me feel really old. I know, right? <laughs> uh, that The whole time I was reading it, I was like, this is considered historical. Oh, just like, oh, just going to no. blow away into dust. I know. <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and read the synopsis for this one, because there's a lot kind of going on in it. 
If there's one thing 17-year-old Maverick Carter knows, it's that a real man takes care of his family. As the son of a former gang legend, Mav does that the only way he knows how, dealing for the King Lords. With this money, he can help his mom, who works two jobs while his dad is in prison. Life's not perfect, but with a fly girlfriend and a cousin who always has his back, Mav's got everything under control. Until that is, Maverick finds out he's a father. Suddenly, he has a baby, seven, who depends on him for everything. But it's not so easy to sling dope, finish school, and raise a child. So when he's offered the chance to go straight, he takes it. In a world where he's expected to amount to nothing, maybe Mav can prove he's different. When King Lord blood runs through your veins, though, you can't just walk away. Loyalty, revenge, and responsibility threaten to tear Mav apart, especially after the brutal murder of a loved one. He'll have to figure out for himself what it really means to be a man. It was a really great story, and it does follow him through all of this, like, everything that's going on in his life, and it handles it really well, and it tells, like, a complete story. Like, you could totally read this one as a standalone, even if you haven't read The Hate You Give or any of the other books. I'm just distracted by the description of his girlfriend as fly. fly. I remember when, yeah. we, remember people when that used to say thing. that. I don't think I said it, but yeah. Well, this does take place in the 90s. So. And the fly girls. Remember oh, that? Yeah. gosh, yes. Yeah. But. Oh, I know. I, I know it takes place in the 90s. It was just like, I haven't heard that term in such a long time. Do kids today even understand what that term is? <laughs> I think they can figure it out. They can figure uh, it in out. In context, yeah. but. It does a really great job with that. I mean, even if it is a historical novel, I mean, it still feels like understandable today. Fresh and, yes. and, and new. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Which makes sense. It's a, it's a story that, you know. But I really like it because it really makes you relate to the, the father figure from The Hate You Give, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you see him growing up, and then you can see him later as an adult and how that shaped his life. So it's kind of like like really a complete story. You know, I think I I I haven't read The Hate You Give yet either, and I think I kind of want to read Concrete Rose and then The Hate You Give to get that yeah. whole story and kind of just follow him. That sounds like a fun a fun thing to do. I'm trying <laughs> to look for like, is there a common thread between these books? And really, I'm not seeing. Oh, it all yet. of ours. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know because the first one I talked about was very light and humorous and so more far, of like no, no fantasy so far uh, well that rule of wolves is fantasy because oh, i was in there okay. we just didn't happen to read any of the fantasy ones and okay. i think sarah you had talked about the ivies yeah once before i would say one this, of, that wasn't fantastical no, mm-hmm. at all right one of the overarching things i think about it is how many of these books were sequels because like when i was looking at which ones do i want to read so many of them were the second or third book in a series. Well, and that is a point I've been trying to make with Sarah about why <laughs> all these books she's having to read are series is because teens That's, like series. Teens like series. They like to connect with these characters and then just keep going with them. Either these characters or other characters in the book that they right. don't know a lot about. And yeah, I will say that that, that was something I, I think was interesting. And even the ones that weren't, the second or third book in a series or the first book in a series, <laughs> which I thought was interesting too. So, and I was like, okay, this is going to be a series. <laughs> Sarah got, Sarah has to get over her series trauma. <laughs> oh no! You need to just learn to fall in love with characters and want to know more about them. 
Okay. Well, she does like One True Loves. I know I keep bringing that up. <laughs> one book she loves. Okay. I've I feel like more. you want she has I know, more than that. But you would want to know more about her. Wouldn't maybe. You? I feel like her or you story think was done. kind of, yeah. Okay. I feel like the part, I mean, maybe she'd have more things, new things happen to her, but. No, I think she'd, I think, I think maybe more if you were getting her for a series, I would give her Crooked Kingdom and then King of Scars and Rule of Wolves by Lee Bardugo. But would she like it enough to keep reading? You liked Aurora. Uh, Rising. Is that the no, first? No. Uh, burning. Yeah, Rising? Burning. I didn't read the other two, though. I know. So that's what I mean, like. <laughs> She just doesn't I mean. connect with these series the same way we do. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. I would also say, like you said, yours, that the one you read was um, lighthearted. And looking at the list, it's a nice, a good balance, I think, of, of lighthearted and more serious topics. I think it's interesting that teens aren't shying away from serious topics at all on these books. Um, there's some big issues covered in a lot of these books i think uh unraveling mysteries maybe so far yeah that tends i think yeah people like that i think people in general like that like oh here's a question can you figure out what the answer is before these characters do kind of thing i do like that yeah (laughs) (laughs) speaking of unraveling mysteries uh our next episode's topic is something i'm choosing And I have a friend, Liz. She used to work with me here at the library, and we were teen reps together way back when at the Swanee Branch. And she's been asking me to read this book for a while now. Like, periodically, I would get, have you read it or have you started it? When are you going to read it? (laughs) Well, Liz, I'm finally reading The Inheritance Games. Thanks for you, Liz. So did I. (laughs) By Jennifer Lynn Barnes. And this is a twisty, turny book full of secrets and riddles with an unsuspecting teenage heiress caught in a world of wealth and privilege with danger around every turn. Ooh. And the, the sequel's on this list, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yes, it's part of a series. <laughs> but we are reading The Inheritance Games. And I'm actually excited about it because this is totally up my alley. I'm excited about this one, too. And oddly enough, this is also the book my book club chose for this month, so... I had nothing oh, to do with that either. So double I'm, dipping. I know. I'm super excited about that it. That really works out for you. <laughs> and and remember how I said one of my reading resolutions was to do the Book Riot um, Read Harder Challenge? Ace of Spades fills in one of my slots. So I've already read one of my books for the year. I am on a roll. All right. Okay, speaking January of those, 5th, calm down. Speaking of those resolutions also, <laughs> I did cancel one of my book series, <gasps> and then I did add another one. <laughs> but this time I went book only, so hopefully that'll cut down on the amount of things I have. <laughs> but not cut back on the, have I read all these books from all these boxes I've been getting, because now I'm still getting them. They're just so, <laughs> they're just so pretty. They really are. <laughs> So this has been another episode of Spill It by the Gwinnett County Public Library. I'm Catherine. I'm Patty. And I'm Sarah. And we want you to join us next time as we try to solve the riddle of the inheritance games by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. Remember to like, review, and subscribe. And until next time, keep reading.